0: Greetings, programs, and welcome to Tronologically Speaking, a movie-by-minute podcast talking about Disney's 1982 movie Tron. I'm your host, Duncan Shields. This is Minute 15. And with me today is my rambunctious, gregarious, hilarious, and generous guest co-host, Adam Sternborn from Core World News. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to. I'm glad to have you back. It's been fun going over these minutes. And now we get into probably one of the first really big special visual effects in the film. Yeah, uh, Doctor Walter Gibbs and Doctor Laura Baines—they uh, set up the orange, and they fire up the laser, and then the orange gets lasered, which mm-hmm. is uh, which is pretty fun. So, Doctor Laura Baines, who I think I'm going to insist on calling her by her full name for the rest of this uh, for the rest of this podcast, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> Just so she gets her her due. I did not go to school for eight years to just be called Laura. It's Dr. Laura. (laughs) Dr. Laura says, here goes nothing. And Dr. Walter Gibbs says, ha, interesting, interesting. You hear what you said? Here goes nothing. Whereas actually what we propose to do is turn something into nothing and back again. So you might as well just have said, here goes something and here comes nothing. (laughs) Which is just a wonderful, I think, example of that kind of. Dotty professor who yeah. gets focused on something strange and has to turn around in his head and making making weird jokes.
1: It also brings us into kind of the age old transporter conundrum slash question. Like what is actually happening to that orange? Is it is it we understand it's being "quote unquote" digitized, but is it just actually being destroyed and then recreated? And is the same orange that we, get, you know, that went away, is the one that's back, or is it just recreating it? Wouldn't if it's being transported? Where's the matter going? Like it's just, it's one yeah. of those ones that's terrifying when you start really picking it apart in your brain.
0: Like what happens to the orange's soul? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> there was, a, I remember there was a short story, a science fiction short story I read where it was a transporter, but it was in slow motion. Like there was a bunch of like nanotech enzymes you'd lie down in a bath and mm. these nanotech enzymes would tear you apart over Oof. the course of a day and a half and it hurt a lot Ugh. like the yeah. worst you've ever been hurt mm. and then it would sort of bite take you apart bit by bit and then that sequence would be transmitted to a different planet and then that planet had a bunch of biomatter kicking around just like sheets of skin and and DNA and then the process would be reversed. they would just sort of play it in reversed and they would build you yeah but they would they would build you without the last day and a half's worth of memories from when you were taken apart
1: <laughs> so you'd wake right. up wake up never knowing. with a new body oh. you'd
0: wake up kind of just going, okay well. You know, I know because what people say right. that the process is horrifying, but I, I, I don't remember it. So it's all basically did good. It, and I thought that was it, yeah. a really good way of sort of highlighting that that issue, that problem of, of yeah. yeah, what is it? Like when you get transported, are you a new person or are you the same person
1: yeah yeah it's it's uh it's interesting and and things i never thought about as a kid and and i was just super captivated by this whole thing and now as as an adult i sit
0: there and think about all the metaphysical
1: possibilities surrounding it
0: i imagine you must you must have to just go well i don't know yeah i feel like i'm the same person so i guess i'm
1: the same person yeah
0: yeah yeah i like her reaction to him too she just says uh hmm right yeah, you know, she's not like oh, nope. oh, Doctor Gibbs, yeah. oh, that's so funny. You know, she nope. doesn't humor him at all. She's just like, yep. Again, sure being thing.
1: being a professor, I am very used to that that look. I see that from my students when I think I'm being witty, and clearly <laughs> they're like, oh, come on, can you just tell me what's going to be on the test, please? Just
0: awkward silence. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then they, uh, they, as they walk away from the workstation, which. I notice is set up right in the path of the laser, which hmm. really doesn't seem like that, uh, that great, a great a great way to set up a workstation because I assume that laser is bolted to the ground. I don't think it's very portable. You can't just pick it up. So I'm like, that's a, that's a, it, it didn't occur to me until now watching this movie again. That right. that's a, I mean, it needs to be that way, but why would you put <laughs> yeah. a personal workstation right in front of the most powerful laser on the planet Earth? Right. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to come into play in a few minutes. I wonder, I wonder. And uh, as they're walking away, she says, I know this will nail down your theory that the scanned UV beam is superior to that single pulse exposure. Yeah. And uh, from what I can tell, that's legitimate laser talk, but I'm not sure if it actually pertains to this actual procedure.
1: I assumed it was just techno babble, but I'm I'm very much appreciating this even more, considering the fact that they worked with worked near real lasers, worked in a real laser bay, and they're actually trying to do their due diligence with at least using some terminology that that is appropriate.
0: Yeah, because they say scanned UV beam rather than a single pulse exposure, and later on when the orange gets transported, they do do it like line by line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't just. It's not just a flash of light, and uh, and the orange is gone. So I assume. I mean, it seems, it makes sense in terms of the words they use, right? Yeah, and it also just,
1: and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but it leads to just one of my favorite special effects in this entire movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, oh, me too. Um, at uh, and then at at second twenty seven. This is an interesting bit of trivia I found out from the from the behind the scenes on the DVD is that this is one of a few shots from this angle. You have to watch the... There's a few shots from this angle, way up on a walkway looking down. Mm -hmm. The cameraman had a broken mirror in his viewfinder in the camera, so he couldn't see what he was shooting. Oh, interesting. But he he was up on this walkway that was really hard to get to, and he didn't want to stop production or cause a problem. So he just pointed the camera at the actor's and was like, I hope this turns out to be a good shot. He couldn't, he couldn't actually see through it. So, oh, wow. yeah, so he didn't know if the shots worked until dailies, and then he would breathe a, a sigh of relief. And yeah. then later on, he eventually told the director, "You know, I couldn't actually see through my camera." And he was like, "What? Why didn't you say something?" But luckily, the uh, the shots turned out, and then we got lots of great scientists in hard hats and lab coats looking like they probably do today. Uh, I imagine if you went into the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory, it would look pretty much the same in terms of safety gear.
1: Yeah. So. Lots
0: of great background chatter over the intercom yep. as a voice counts down and tells everybody to put on their goggles and get to a safe distance.
1: I was just gonna say, watching this from a from watching this minute by minute, I was getting anxious about the goggles, which it would never think about it, but but they mentioned goggles, like put on your goggles three times before they finally put on their goggles, and I'm like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like are they gonna do it? They better put them on. If
0: we know anything; it's that lasers yeah, are yeah. not good for eyes. We're down at we're down to three now. Yeah. The, the, the computer just said three. Get, get them <laughs> on. Get them on. We get lots of shots of uh, laser equipment and signs lighting up and tech mm-hmm. worrying and stuff. This is all, and this is all, I think these are all actual, actual laser guts. These are actual, the <laughs> the, the machinery that they had get shots of. And they added some glows in, in post, you know. But sure. if we go through it at, at second 41, we get something that looks like it should be on the front of the Ghostbusters ghost containment field. We get this red metal door with like a, a blue bars of light and some dials on the side yeah and then at sec at second 44 we get a shot of a bank of lighted signs that read alignment laser shutter closed oscillator shutter closed pre-amplifier 20 kv on beamline shutter closed then the first sign goes dark and the one uh, to the next next to it lights up with alignment laser shutter open and the third sign's twin lights up with main amplifier, 20 kV on, like a checklist. So yep. my question for that was like, I mean, it seems pretty legit. Like later on, we return to that bank of lights. And then the yep. second beam is oscillator shutter open is lit up. And the bottom light for beam line shutter open. And now all the right side panels are lit up. And mm-hmm. the left side panels are dark. So we yeah. know it's go time. But earlier I was talking about how the Lawrence Livermore lab makes preamplifiers and mm-hmm. they have oscillators so i was wondering if this is a if this is the actual sign
1: yeah i bet it is i was because when i was looking over it i was kind of looking for something weird or funny or something that's kind of an in-joke and it's very seems very real very scientific so i'm betting they just this is something they use there and they're like oh
0: perfect we'll put it in there it makes it look that much more scientific yeah it doesn't seem because you can see it in the background and some of mm-hmm. the other shots yeah actually up against the wall not like the way it's sh- uh, set up there but it looks like it's a, it's an actual an actual sign inside the facility which makes sense yeah and then we get a shot of the monitor the computer monitor we get a pixelated orange with green readouts on either side and down the left it says mag 10x magnification 10 times yeah. mcp control active input servo center grid matrix log data gdnce input Hmm. storage clrd and then on the right side it says mode scan targeting servo power power coupling logic bypass which might be my favorite yep grid project kzw control and ls so i wonder how many of those are real as well because they seem real ish yeah. I don't know S-T-R-G-E-C-L-R-D. I'm not sure what that means. Storage cleared, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something, yeah. But I wonder mm-hmm. how much they got from from actual laser procedures to use in that shot. Then we get more sweet know. shots of, the, of actual laser bay pipes and bays and plumbing and all that. And then yep. the laser shoots the orange, yep. forming a glowing green cube lattice around the orange that fractions and fractions from quadrants to eighths and up dividing into a green haze around the orange before disappearing entirely as the laser starts erasing the orange mm-hmm. row by row. Yep. And we we return to the shot of the orange, only now it's represented by a grid in the shape of a sphere, and it disappears row by row as well. And slightly different text appears on either side of, yeah. the, uh, of the thing. It's like mode lock, target lock on. It changes. But that's such a cool effect. I remember having – my mind was just blown when I saw that for the first time in the theater.
1: Yeah, same here. I mean, it really was I, – I was saying kind of when we when you introduced me way back in Minute 13 that Minute 15, you know, really stood out to me as a kid. And I was trying to figure out why. Like I when I think of Tron, you know, obviously I think of the light cycles and I think of certain things. But I also always think of this scene. and I And I think it's because it's kind of the first moment where we're getting – kind of the real world interacting with the quote-unquote fantasy world right we get the science fiction part of it kind of coming in and it feels like it's things start kind of connecting between the two and it starts feeling somewhat more i guess real but uh yeah
0: yeah it's not like a bunch of fantastical stuff is going to happen off in this other place right and then the real world is just political dynamics and power Mm -hmm. struggles this is our first. Like, did did a laser just disintegrate an orange in front yes. of my very eyes? Like, what? Whoa! What's gonna happen here? And luckily, it pertains to stuff that happens later.
1: As an adult now, as you say, as an adult now, I was watching this, and again, probably from the minute-by-minute minute format, but I kept going. Why an orange? Like, what? What do you think? Any thoughts on why they went with an orange?
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting because in the uh, when we talk about the difference between the oh, novel and the right. screenplay. The novel, it's pretty much the same, but in the Mm -hmm. screenplay, it's not an orange. Hmm. In the screenplay, it's a much more realistic, it's a sphere of transparent polymer. Oh, interesting. So they just have like a sphere of transparent plastic, just test object number 385 or whatever that they just put in front of the laser, which I think for the sake of a movie changing it to an orange probably works better because that's you, you know what an yeah. orange is you get what an orange is i'm surprised right. it's not an apple actually
1: yeah that would make sense a little more it'd be a little more something to it with an apple it'd be a little more kind of a little bit of a you know reference and a little bit of a, a imagery
0: yeah you get that the the symb- symbolism of a, yeah. of an apple there for free but an orange i think an orange works too they don't show it being reconstituted right yeah you know, they say that it gets i think there's some some chatter in the background about it being received or reintegrated successfully right but you don't get a lot of you don't actually see the orange because they're transporting it i think yep. is the is the is what they're doing right And maybe it's going over to laser bay number one Apologies for the loud plumbing noises you're hearing. The recording studio is pretty close to the plumbing in my house. And at that point, the microphone was still quite sensitive when I was recording. So uh, that's the only time it happens. But there it is.
1: It's interesting. I always, in my head canon, I feel like they went with an orange because, you know, they've spent the rest of the day, everything they keep doing, it just keeps blowing stuff up or disappearing. And then they're just <laughs> raiding the fridge. Yeah. And, I just imagine Bob's
0: there later just being like, where's my orange? <laughs> yeah. It's on the back of the orange, you can't see, but it actually says Bob in marker. Yeah. Like, Bob's <laughs> orange, do not eat. Do not eat or transport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do not eat or transport. Or they just put it back in the fridge. My orange tastes funny. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, like next, next week we're going to do a grapefruit or something yeah. <laughs> like that. Nice. I guess that, uh, well, I guess that takes us to the end of this A uh, minute 14. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that's everything uh, I got. Well, once again, uh, where can people find you if they want to hear more of you?
1: Uh, excellent. You can find me at uh, Core World News uh, on any podcast app or on any of the social networks that are out there uh, or just through plain old Gmail. So be in touch and, and come listen.
0: We'd uh, love to have you. Nice. And if you want to get in touch with us, check out more at chronologicallyspeaking.com. Draw us a line on Twitter at tronologicallyspeaking or send us an email to tronologicallyspeaking at gmail.com. Or join us on Facebook at the Tronologically Speaking Minute by Minute listeners page. Shout out to Pond5.com for the, uh, for the music. And special thanks to the Star Wars Minute that started it all. And go on over to moviesbyminute.com and see if your favorite movie is there. And if it isn't considered doing one yourself, I it's I've listened to so many movie by minute mm-hmm. podcasts now, and I'm really really into the format, and I really like the idea of it. You know, yeah. listening to your favorite your favorite movie and getting a really a really good grounding on it, and you know some nice people talking about uh, what they love about the movie. So, and it's it's good to go back and watch the movie after you've listened to one of those movie by minute podcasts because it's like a whole new movie now you know yeah. and uh yeah so there it is yeah it's a very inclusive and encouraging community so yeah, get yeah. in there if you if you want to give it a look all right so do you want to say uh, end of line on three sure let's do it let's do it we'll try it one more time it's really it's been great talking to you it's been great having you thank you, oh, so, thank much you so much so much i've had so much fun thank you for having me this has been awesome awesome okay all right one two three end, end of, of line, line.